What's up, everyone? Now, I uh, report on Tybonius because I know a lot of you are probably very concerned with Tybonius. Um, here's what happened. This is the craziest thing. We get back into camp, and, and Tybonius decides, like, he's just going to take whatever is coming to him, what he rightfully deserves. And, uh, and he goes up, and, and my commanding officer uh, says, I need to talk to you. And he said, where's Tybonius? And bring him out. And he said, uh, the gold that had been stolen, um, somebody put the gold back. And we were both looking at each other like, what happened? What? I, I don't know who did it, but somebody paid Tybonius's debt. How crazy is that? Is that pretty wild or what? And so sure enough, they, they pardoned him and he was everything was fine. Uh, kind of like a story that maybe we heard last night. Okay, you guys aren't catching on very well. Anyway, all right. Well, hey, we've got a few things we need to accomplish before you all go down to the hill. And I just want to do a quick review, okay? So far, we've talked about how you were created by Jesus. We've talked about how to connect to Jesus through his word. And last night, we talked about God's big stories and his plan to save us through Jesus. So we got a bunch to do. Bow your heads. Let me pray. And we'll jump in. God, thanks for today. And uh, thanks for just one last chance to sneak away from the Legion and come and share with these students uh, your word. And so we ask that you would bless this time. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Now, before we jump into today, I want to preface something that's really important. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, many of you have already given your lives to Jesus. You put your faith in him and trust in him. Some of you did that for the first time last night. That was awesome. There's this verse in Ephesians 2, 8, 9. It comes before the song that you just sang, Ephesians 2, 10. But it says this. It says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. Okay, pause for a second, all right? Because there's this really cool verse. Oh, it's your theme verse, all right? And it says this, that whole faith word. Have you been hearing that faith word? Yeah, okay. So it says in first, or sorry, in Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. You guys know this by now? You want to say it with me? For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. To the Jew first and also the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by what? Faith. By faith. That's right. Boys and girls, that's what this is all about is faith. And so Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. So you're saved because of the faith that you put in Jesus and what he did. And then it says in verse 9, it is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. So look at me, this is important, because I need you to understand this before we talk about what we're going to talk about today, okay? Jesus paid the price for your sins. It has nothing to do with what you did. There are no amount of good works, nothing that you could have done to deserve or earn being saved by Jesus. All you do is put your faith in him. So I was thinking about that, and I'm like, okay, so if that's all we have to do is just put our faith in him, then boys, boys, then why do we live for him? If all we have to do is put our faith in him, and then we get to spend forever with him, then why would we live for him? Why not just do whatever we want? Well, I was thinking about that. So turn in your Bibles to Romans 14 for a second, okay? Romans 14. And what I'm going to do is when you get there, just like turn your Bible upside down next to you at your feet or hold it for a second. Okay, Romans 14, Romans 14. 
I just pulled it. And in the meantime, I need one boy who's going to help me out in this one. All right, right there, big guy. Come over here. All right. Why don't you come? Why don't you come on this side so we're not stepping on the... Romans 14, verse... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the verse. Right now, just mark it at Romans 14, okay? And then first I want to tell you guys a little quick little story, all right? So just set your Bible to the side or put it on your lap or just hold that mark for a second. Okay, what's your name? Ethan. All right, Ethan. You know what we're going to do? We're going to slide this so that everybody can see you. Okay, Ethan, stand right there. All right, good. All right, now, here's the deal, okay? In the Roman Imperial Legion, we have a ceremony that takes place before any young man can become a legionnaire. See, before they become a legionnaire, what they'll do is, is you'll train, right? You'll, you'll learn to shoot arrows. You'll learn to fight with a sword. You'll learn to defend. You'll do all kinds of things. You'll train, and you'll train, and you'll train, and you'll train. And then one day when you're 18, you get sent off to battle. Does that sound scary or good or a little scary, right? Yeah, that's okay. And that's okay. And what you'll do is, is they'll go, and they'll fight for the emperor, and they'll fight. And, and it's assuming that someday after they fight, they'll return from the battle and and when they do, they can officially become a part of the Imperial Legion. But before they do, they have to go before the emperor, the man, the myth, the legend, the emperor, right? And so this is what happens, okay? Uh, let's give a little space. Let me move my helmet here. Okay, so what they have to do is, is Ethan here, he's 18, he comes back from battle, and what he does is he'll actually kneel before the emperor. So take a knee, face, face out there, that's good, okay. Now, the other thing that Ethan would have to do is he would have to get completely naked. So, he, not just, okay. Just, woo, okay, we're not going to. Okay, now listen. So, let's just pretend that Ethan's naked. Right, but don't, don't pretend he's naked. Just, okay. All right. I know. This is bad. I'll never get to speak of Heartland again. That's okay. Okay. Now, here's the deal. Okay, so Ethan just is fully dressed right now. But okay. So, the emperor goes and just, okay. He goes around, and what the emperor does is he has a sword in his hand like this. And what he'll do is he'll walk around Ethan like this. Now, the emperor's not being gross. But the emperor will walk around and look at Ethan up and down and look at his legs and look at his arms and his, and his head and all kinds of things. And he'll fully, fully look at what's going on with Ethan. Now, I would let you guess right now why the emperor is walking around looking at Ethan like this, but some of you aren't mature enough to handle that question yet. And so I'm not going to ask, but let me tell you what the, the emperor is doing. See, when the emperor is walking around looking at Ethan, he's looking for a couple things. Wounds, cuts, bruises, war wounds, battle wounds. That's what the emperor is looking for. So raise your hand, all right? I'm going to ask you a question, and you can say go, or, and I'll say go, and you can answer it. But let me ask you this. If the young man, if Ethan here, had no wounds, no battle scars, no cuts, no bruises on him, none, what would that tell the emperor about Ethan, do you think? Go. He didn't really fight. Okay, that's good. What else? Yes, go. Okay, so maybe he fought really well and no one got close. Okay, that might be a possibility. Yeah, go. Oh, he looked so tough and so people were scared off by him kind of thing? 
Okay. That's how people usually with me, for sure. Yeah, totally. Uh, in the back. Yeah, go. Oh, man, this guy. This guy. That's right. See, what would happen is if the emperor walked around and there were no cuts and no bruises and no scars and, and nothing on Ethan here, then the emperor would know that when the fight came, that he was a coward and then he ran away. See, you can never get cuts and wounds and bruises if you don't fight. And so that's what, that's what Ethan, in that case, that's what Ethan did. And so what would happen is, is the emperor would take the sword in his hand and he would actually, and he'd kill him. Be why? Because he would know that he was not loyal to the emperor. He would know that he was not going to fight for him, that he was going to defend for him, that he was just going to run away and run away from the fight. However, if the emperor walked around and saw scars and bruises and cuts, what would that tell the emperor? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Go. That he went into battle for him, right? You guys are smart. You guys got this. So he would know that when the difficult times came, when it was time to do battle, that he was loyal to the emperor, that he would go on guard and he would fight. And the thing is, is in, in our times, in Roman times, it didn't matter how good you were or how big you were, you were going to get battled up. You were going to get bruised. You were going to get scarred. You were going to have cuts like I do all over my legs and my arms and face. And so that's what the emperor was looking for. Are you loyal to me? And at that point, what he would do is he had a special sword that had a, a symbol, a Roman symbol on it, and he would put it in the fire. And so then he would take that and he would brand his chest and say that you are mine. You are a part of the empire. You are a legionnaire. And he would stand up with pride and become a legionnaire. Let's give a big hand for Ethan. Nice job. I'm glad I didn't have to cut off your head. That was good. Now, Here's the thing, boys and girls, go back to Romans 14, 11, all right? So look at Romans 14, 11. And I want you guys to know something. And again, I prefaced, I needed you to understand that there's nothing that you can do to earn your salvation, right? You put your faith in Jesus. However, there's an interesting thing right here in Romans 14, 11. And check this out in verse 11. It says, for it is written, as I live, says the Lord, Every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. And so guys and girls, look at me, because this is important. What the Bible's talking about, and I talk about it in other places, is that it will come a time when every single one of us, no matter if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, every single one of us will someday have to kneel before God. Every one of us. Think of the worst people in the world. Every time I, I do this, I think about guys like Hitler. And someday Hitler is going to have to kneel before God. And it says that every single person, every knee will have to bow before him and confess to God. It's pretty wild to think about. Every single one of us. Now, here's what's interesting is, if you keep reading the next verse, it says this. So then, verse 12, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. You guys know what account is? An account? An account is when you have to say the things that you've done. You have to say that this is the way that I lived my life. This is what I've did. So specifically in this, do you guys have any idea what kind of account do you have to give to God in that moment? When you kneel before him and you confess that he's Lord and you give an account, what are you giving an account of, do you think? Yeah, go. 
You confess your sins to him? Okay, yeah, that's good. That would be good. Yeah, go. Your life, right? Your life, maybe what you did with that life, okay? Again, it's nothing that we do that can earn our salvation, right? That's already been taken care of, but maybe we're given an account of our life. Yeah, go. Your belief in your soul? Yeah, good. Okay, hands down. Okay, one of the things is, is to understand this, you kind of look at the verses that are around it, understand the chapter. And one of the things that Paul's talking about here is he's talking about what we give account for ultimately is how we treat other people, how we treat the creations that are around us, how we treat others. That's a big thing that we're gonna have to give account for to God is how did you treat the people who were created in God's image? Turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 12. So it's gonna be a little bit to the left, okay? Mark chapter 12. So about... Uh, Five books to the left, Mark chapter 12, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Good guys, met him, met him. well, not really. Matthew, Mark 12, Mark 12. Okay, when you got there, look at me. I saw a guy one time say, okay, when you're there, put your finger on your nose. Mark 12, Mark 12, Mark 12. One more time, Mark 12. Okay, we're going to go to verse 28, okay? Now, uh, here's the deal with this particular situation, okay? Here's Jesus, okay? And Jesus is talking to these people called the Sadducees. Do you know why they were Sadducees? Because they're sad, you see. Okay, went really good in Rome. Anyway, all right. Now, uh, so they're talking about all these different rules and about God. And so this teacher of the law comes up, think of it kind of like a pastor of the time. And he comes up to Jesus and we read in Mark 12, verse 28. All right. It says this. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well. And he asked them, which commandment is the most important of all? And Jesus answered, the most important is to hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord, your God, with all of your heart, with all of your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Now stop for a second. Because this is what I've always thought was interesting is I heard Jesus say this and I, and I think everybody was confused because uh, the teacher, he, he asked the question, what's the one most important thing? The one most important thing. And Jesus takes him back to this thing called the Shema. Everybody say Shema. Shema, all right? And Shema was this thing that literally meant to hear and it was this important phrase that Jewish people would understand was like the most important. It was like their kind of like their motto. And that was, Jesus quotes the Shema, and he says, it's uh, here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And I'm sure everybody was around there was like, oh, of course, that's the one thing. But what I love about this and what Jesus did in this moment is he has this, he says, uh, strength. And then he's like, and, and you think everybody was like, what? We just asked for one thing. And he says, the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And so Jesus has this moment where he says, when they ask, what's the one most important commandment? He says, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second one, and they're like, whoa, 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 we just have for one. And he's like, no, no, no. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm giving you the one. The second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, guys and girls, this is why I think Jesus said that. I was thinking about it really well. And I was thinking, and, and I think Jesus 
wasn't actually really giving them two commandments. He was really just giving them one, exactly what they asked for. See, Jesus was saying, uh, see, the, those religious leaders at the time, they were really, really good at loving God. They were great at loving God, but they were really bad at loving other people, really bad. And so I think Jesus was saying that if you truly love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, then you have to love other people. If you're not loving other people around you in the way that you treat them, then you don't really love me. You can't love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength unless you love others. They're together. They, they must go together. Do you guys understand that? How you treat other people and how you treat those who God created, fellow image bearers of God, says everything about how much you truly love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And so someday, guys and girls, like Romans 14 talks about, all of us are going to kneel before God and confess that he's Lord, and we're going to have to give an account of how we treated our fellow mankind. In the moments, and it was interesting, I was listening to some of the boys and the way that you guys treat each other, and I was thinking, wow, like, you're treating one of God's image bearers, somebody that God created that way. And I think someday we're going to go before God and have to say, like, man, that time when I was up in Heartland and I called that kid that name or what, it, like, how we treat others demonstrates how much we love God. Um, and so I was thinking about this a little bit, like, okay, so I get that. And how do we show our wounds ultimately then in that moment? Like, what does those wounds look like? When we go into battle, go back to John 15 really fast. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, two chapters to the right. We did. We looked at this verse yesterday morning, John chapter 15. And I want to see if you guys caught something because we kind of glazed over it really fast intentionally. But I want to see if you guys caught it because I'm trying to understand what does it look like for us to have wounds and the way that we treat other people. Is there a practical way to think about that? So look at John 15, 5 again. Remember we did this verse? John 15, 5. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that affirmation. I appreciate it. John 15, 5. Are we there? Finger on the nose? Okay. Some of you just put your finger up, up your nose. That's not good. Okay. John 15, 5. Here we go. Ready? I am the vine and you are the branches. Did you guys sing this song? Right. You guys sang this song. Yeah. Okay, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Did you guys catch that part? That they will bear much what? Fruit. They will bear much fruit. So when we are connected to Jesus, then fruit will come from our lives. And the fruit that comes from our lives is the the way that we get to see how we treat other people. Like, that doesn't mean that you're going to have bananas growing out of your armpits, okay? That would be really gross, okay? Fruit coming from your life is all these different things um, of how we treat people. Uh, don't turn there. I'll just read it for you. But Galatians 5, to 23 says, but the fruit, the fruit that we're talking about here of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So what that means, look at me, is that the proof, your war wounds, your scars, your bruises that you get to hold account accountable to God someday when you go before him looks like 
These fruits, they're the things that come from your life. How you love others, how you demonstrate joy towards others, how kind you are to others, the goodness that you show to others, your patience with others, your self-control with others. You with me? So, well, let's see if you're with me. I think we should have a little test. What do you think? Um, This is what we're going to do, all right? Um, I'm going to call one person up to come up. You're going to kneel before me because you're going to practice giving account. And I'm going to read a situation. And let's see how you would respond. Let's see how you would respond. Okay, so I need, okay, right there in the back. You, yes, come on up here. Come on down. You're the next contestant on. No, the price is wrong. No, I don't know. I was trying to think of something witty, but I couldn't. Okay, come here. Neil. Not before me. Neil before others. Turn around. Neil Diamond. What do you think I was talking about? Okay, Neil. Okay. Now, now now look up at everybody. I'm not going to cut off your head yet. Okay. Okay, so what's your name? Romy? Roman? Romay. So like Rome, but with Romay. Wow, you were like made for this camp this week, weren't you? Okay, Romay. Romay, here's your situation. Are you ready? Okay. Remember, it's really important. Okay, there we go. During Gaga Ball, a bunch of kids gang up on you. You think it's completely unfair. How do you respond with self-control? Hang on, let me sharpen my sword here. No, no. Okay, let's come on. How would you respond with self-control? Okay, so you would just leave. Okay, what do you guys think? Is that demonstrating self-control? Yeah, I think. Okay, well done. Stand, arise. You are part of the legion. Well, well, well done. Good, good. All right, number two, number two, number two. Let's do a boy on this one. Okay, on the end, let's go in the jean jacket, in the jean jacket. Yeah, because jean jackets are back in. That's cool. Yeah, they are. That's what I'm talking about. All right, come up here, homie. Okay, Neil. Oh, boy. All right. Okay, here we go. What's your name? Neil? Haven. Nice, Haven. I like that. All right, Haven. Haven. Here's the situation. Your baby sister starts playing with your iPad. And you know what's going to happen, y'all. And she drops it and breaks it. Now, look, how do you respond with gentleness towards her? Okay, so you would go talk to mom maybe about it, but not be angry with her. You understand that it's just an iPad. There are more important things in life. And so you talk to her, your baby sister, very gently and very nicely. All right. What do you guys think? Yeah. All right. Good job. You are part of the Legion. Go. All right. Good job. Okay. So you guys are doing pretty good. I I don't know. It might get a little harder. Um, Okay. Right there in the dress. I mean, not dress, but what is that? Jumper. In the jumper. Wait. Is that a jumper or a romper? Romper. Yeah. We have rompers in Rome, too. They don't look like that. Okay, Neil, romper lady. What's your name? T. 
Theona, like Shrek's, what? Oh, Theona. Wait, what's that? Oh, that's Fiona. Shoot, I was so close. Theona, Theona. That's a super cool name. Uh, did your parents give it to you? No, that's good. Okay, Theona, Theona, Theona. Okay, Theona, here's your situation. Your parents plan a vacation to Disneyland. Now, some of you uh, might know what's about to come. But they have to cancel it because you get COVID. I know, I know, but it's happened to a lot of us, has it not? Now, here's the deal, okay? Here's the deal. So you, it has to be canceled because of COVID. Here's my question. How, Fiona, do you respond to your parents? in joy, with joy. How do you respond with joy in this situation? Okay, shh, listen, listen. Okay, so at least you still get to spend time with them even if it's not at Disneyland. Oh, that's, I think that's an awe moment. Okay, what do you guys think? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs up. All right, Fiona, congratulations, you're part of the Legion. Nice. Hey, hands down, hands down. I didn't say I had another one. Okay, hands down. Um, are you guys thinking about these? Like, listen, it's really easy to come up here and give the right answer, but what if you were really in that situation? See, that's the thing I think that's hard is we get in these situations and we forget. I'll, I'll, one more, one more, okay? I'll do one more. I'll do one more. Um, we, we need a boy. I never pick people standing up on the chairs. Uh, okay, wait, I picked, you came up already, didn't you? Okay, in the in the corner right there. You. Come on. Put your cheese it's down. Gee many Christmas. You know what you just earned? I don't care what your name is. You're Cheese It Boy. Get over there. No, I'm Casey Okay, what's your name? What's your name? Oh yeah, Na wait, Nathan, you were already up here, huh? Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. Cheese it boy. Okay, uh let's go. I need a boy. Okay, you haven't been up here? Okay, come up here. All right. Sorry, Nathan. Nathan, you just it's just something drawn. Like, we're, we're buddies already. I get it. Okay. What's your name? Jonah. Jonah. Biblical name. Um, first question is, what was it like to be in the belly of the whale for three days? Oh, all right. Do a lot of people ask you that? No. Well, then why are you getting mad at me? Okay. Okay. Jonah. Jonah. Here's your situation. This, is ha this happens to me. Okay. Your mom makes your favorite cookies. And it's your birthday. No, no, they don't follow the tray. Uh, in my situation, the dog, the dog jinxed them and ate them, but that's not what happened here, okay? So here's the deal, okay? Your mom makes your favorite cookies for your birthday. It's your birthday. And she sets them on the counter in the morning and tells you that you can't eat them before dinner. Now, listen, it's your favorite cookie. And for crying out loud, it's your birthday, right? That's right. But. You know that you want to respect your mom's wishes, but come on, it smells so good. And they're your favorite, and it's your birthday. So let me ask you, how do you respect your mom and show patience? You don't eat them? All right. That's it? That's all you're going to say is you just don't eat them? Uh, okay, you eat some celery instead? I don't know. Okay, all right. So he says he wouldn't eat them until after he would eat some cucumbers. Is that 
in responding in patience. Would you go by them like Elon did and smell them over and over? Yeah. Yeah. No. As long as you wouldn't eat them. Okay, so that's showing patience. Okay. Up or down? Up. All right. Good job. You're a part of the Legion. Get out of here. Now, guys and girls, let me just finish with this because I need to get you guys back down the hill. Okay? Again, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. So we can talk about this stuff. And you can know this to be true. And you can know that someday you are going to go before God and have an account of how you treated his fellow creation. And we can talk about it and you can come up here and give the right answer. That's easy to do. But when you're actually in the situation, guys and girls, I hope that you remember the right things to do and how to show these different fruits to others. Um, Remember, the way that we can do this is, is that we abide in the vine. We spend time with Jesus. We connect with Jesus. We hang out. Remember, we got to get into this thing a lot. I encourage you guys to do it every single morning. And when you do, remember we talked about this yesterday, we need to stop and listen. We can write things down. We can highlight. We can write things on a board or in a journal, but whatever it is to remember. And we talk to God about what we learned and what we read so that when we get into situations, we know how we can display the fruit, how we can treat other people. Well, friends, Our legion's packing up. We're actually headed out. We're going to go to war. And so I'm a little saddened, but and I'm more saddened to have to leave you. Now, I am going to leave you with something, though. Um, I printed off something special. Last night, we went through with Tibonius, the Roman's road. And so Byron is in the back. And as you guys leave today, and as you had to head to your last so what time, what I want you guys to do is you're going to get a card that has all those verses on it, the Roman's road. And here's my challenge. I want you guys to do something absolutely crazy, all right? Not only do I want you to be in God's word and preparing to give an account for God, but what I also want you to do is I want you to share the Romans road with at least one person when you get home. And here's the deal. It can't be your parents. In fact, what I want to challenge you to do is try to think of somebody who doesn't know Jesus, who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, who hasn't put their faith in Jesus, and I want you to share Romans Road with them and see what happens. Can we do that? Raise your hand and say, Chippius, I promise that I will share Romans Road with someone who doesn't know Jesus. All right. Hey, bow your heads and let me pray. God, just thanks for a fun weekend. And although it was short, I appreciate the opportunity to come and share with these preteens about you, about how you created each and every one of them out of love, how much you know them, how much you desire to connect to them. Help us to remember to connect to you as often as we can so that when we get into the storms in life, when we get into situations, that the fruit will flow from our lives instead of not fruit, Um, that we would be able to Treat others the way that you want us to treat them so that someday when we kneel before you, that we will be able to give an amazing account of the way that we spent our lives and the way that we treated others. Thank you again for loving us. We put all our faith in you, and we want to declare right now that we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.